yeah, here we go for the Tuesday show. Getting this week a rolling. It's a slow roller, but we're heading towards the weekend. It's it's there. There's a little glimmer, glimmer, glimmer of light at the end of this tunnel. Just keep going. You'll get there, my friends. You will get there. I am stretched. This is the Big 49, and I am the morning show. And the only show. Uh, no, that's not true. Moto Man is here on Fridays. And... Big time stuff coming on the Big 49. There's some stuff behind the scenes going on at Big 49 that I am so stoked to eventually tell you about a lot of like really top secret crap going on. It's weird. You're like, we're just a couple of numbnuts is running around here um, doing a radio station from our mom's basement. No, see, that's what people have thought. And, and why by people thinking that and underestimating us, we have been the little engine that could and we've been the little engine that is slowly rolling up on you, but inside this little engine, it's like the Trojan horse because it's packed with a whole bunch of dudes that are going to jump out and whoop your ass, and that's what we've done to the industry. And, well, the Trojan horse has been brought behind the gates, and it is about to uh, spring open a big old surprise. Let's just say we got a spring surprise coming from the Big 4-9, and I am fired up for it. It is going to be cool, and it's going to be the new evolution of Big 49 Radio as a company. Big 49 is a growing man. Part of us getting bigger and better and being badass is our commitment to motocross, something we have been at since day one. We seriously said, how do we do a motocross station and make it go 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Well, there's not enough moto content to go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, if that was your main source. So we're like, well, what else do we like? Well, we like dirt bikes, and we like rock and roll. Oh, yeah, we're a bunch of radio guys. We can do the rock and roll thing, no problem. We got to figure out this moto thing. Well, we figured out the rock and roll rather quickly. And now, here we are. Coming up on the May will be the three-year anniversary of Big 49 from the first time we threw the switch and listened to it. And I'm not kidding. Uh, My wife was correct at one point. There were three people listening, and their names were Stretch, Moto Man, and our other partner, Greg, and that was it. Because no one, it wasn't like live to the world. You'd have like a secret code to listen as we were testing it. And we were the three dudes. That was it. Us three dudes. They were the only people that were listening. A little bigger than that now. Coming into its own now, supporting itself in maturity, let's say. And uh, one thing we have done is made massive, massive inroads into the motocross world so much so that in mere moments we will talk to my BFF if he admits it or not his name is Cooper Webb and he rides for the Red Bull KTM team and he is a superstar and he's a badass and I am uh, proud to have him on the show coming up here in moments yesterday we talked to Eli Tomac and if you missed that that'll be in the middle of the show so there we are and not only now are we a 24-7 live streaming broadcast station which we are, 24-7, bam. I can walk in the studio at any point, open a mic, and be like, what's up, mofos? That's no podcast. And after hearing everyone say, people not understand the digital technology that is under the hood of the Big 49, that really is the magic. Uh, people are like, are you a podcast? So I'm like, you know what, F you. I'm going to do a podcast. So now the Stretch Show is a podcast. And that is everywhere you can get your podcast. If you don't want to hear the music, you just want to hear the ramblings of a fat idiot and uh, hear me talk about moto and talk to moto people. Hear the moto minutes, lock it in, get the podcast, it's out there. And then on the other end of that, we also have the vlog. Because people are like, well, we got a podcast, but we film it and we put it on YouTube. 
Okay. Here's what we'll do. We do a specialty moto show every weekend. Every single Saturday. Rain or shine. If there's races, it starts two hours before the race time. If there's no race, it starts at noon on the Big 49. And that's me, Moto Man Jason from Honda Yamaha Redlands. Not just a great place to visit and get some awesome Mexican food, Redlands, but a great place to go buy a motorcycle. And that'd be our friend Jason at HYR. We also got Bookie Kyle on there. And that's Saturday. Well, now we filmed that. This Saturday, too, very special. It is up uh, now. Go to TheBig49.com. TheBig49.com. Go over there and click on the Moto Vlog Show. And I'm in it this week. I'm always on it because I'm typically from home, but there's no camera on me. This week I was in studio to escape the entrapments of my home. And I was in studio with the boys, which were Moto Man and Jason. And I did the entire show. So I am on camera. You can see the fat sexiness that is uh, Stretch Irene. And you can also see my ET3 hat that I happened to be wearing when I came in. And guess who won? I'm telling you. Big 49. The good luck charm of moto. I had on Eli Tomac hat. He's He sucked the week before in Tampa. And then he comes out and wins because Stretch had on the ET3 hat. It's, it's, it's factual at this point. We are the absolute good luck charm of motocross. I think next week I'll wear my... Maybe wear my KTM hat for my BFF Cooper Webb, who won't admit we're BFFs, but, you know, it is what it is. So besides moto ranting today and moto interviews, we got a lot of other stories I will try to get to as many as I can. Um, One is cursed items online. Would you buy them? Buy a ghost in a box? I got a ghost in a box sitting right next to me as we speak. I might bring that in the studio. I think I'm going to bring that in the studio. Yeah, I got an abduction that happened in Philadelphia that people are baffled by, especially law enforcement. Guess what's happening again? A giant, giant balloon is floating around a sensitive area of the United States. I'm not joking. This is not a repeat. This is not deja vu. This is a whole new story, and it is currently happening. And as we speak, I know the military is... uh, looking for this giant balloon, which is weird when they're 200 feet tall and they're over sensitive areas. They should be pretty easy to find, but I digress. Then I have a great story about a guy. He was uh, in Indiana and he was having a medical emergency and the first responders came and it got fun. Then I got a fistful of Florida for you. Apparently in Florida, you don't have a heart attack because bad things will happen to you. And I got to go down to Australia's where I got a story that should be out of Florida, but it isn't. I guess it's the Florida part of Australia's in Queensland. So we'll talk about all of that and a hell of a lot more. I'm Stretch. Thank you for being here. It's the Big Four Nine. Get ready for some music and some Cooper Webb. Coming up. The Man Report. Here's a big shocker. Don Lemon over at CNN was absent today from his morning show assignment. And trust me, he was not off celebrating President's Day. Remember, he put his foot in his mouth big time on the air when he said a woman in her 50s was well past her prime. And it's funny. Today, he was not on the air. And two women, well, apparently by his standards, well past their prime, filled in for Don Lemon. We'll see when he gets back to the air chair. And if he makes an on-air apology, I have a feeling he will. 
Yesterday, President Poopy Pants was in the Ukraine walking around and they had air raid sirens blasting and him and Zelensky were having a good old time. Such a good time, in fact, that when the president took off to come back to America, he told them, yeah, here's another $500 million or billion or whatever it is. What's a couple zeros amongst friends? And finally, Brittany Grenier, remember her? She's the dope smoker that got caught in prison in Russia, and rightfully so. And now she's out and home, and she's this big hero. They just announced that she has signed a one-year deal with the Phoenix Mercury. That's the team she played for before she went to jail in Russia. Hopefully they get a weed sponsor, and then finally the WNBA can start making some money. The man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49 in a stretch, and right now we are going to sit down with the dude that came in second place in Oakland and moved himself on up like Georgia and Wheezy to second place overall in the championship points with a tie with Chase Sexton, and that is, of course, the man from the Red Bull KTM team, Mr. Cooper Webb. Coop, very strong start to today's race. You shot out. You're right there in the front in the pack with the leaders. You guys are battling. It's the three-way tie with the three dudes that are just blasting this whole thing with you and Eli and Chase and then uh, Eli started to pull away from you after that great start kind of in the middle of the race he got a gap and then you came on like wildfire at the end of that race and were really close and close and I believe another 30 seconds you would have won that race but what happened in the middle was it the bike was it something that was bothering you like how did Eli get that gap on you to start the race oh yeah like I said at the beginning I kind of latched on and then yeah. um I kind of just committed to that that jump line and okay. the middle set of whoops, and um, Eli was really skimming them well, and, and Chase was getting through there good, uh, and he was I couldn't honestly see what he was doing, but felt from like there the dragon and then the other whoops is where I was really um, just giving up a little bit of time, okay. and uh, I switched lines that kind of helped there at the end. Um, but yeah, I felt I felt actually really good everywhere else. Uh, I think they just had a little bit of pace on me to be fair, and it just every lap kind of added 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 and then um i mean my pit board pretty much said the same thing every lap from lap one to 20 <laughs> so definitely got the consistency just um you maybe need a little bit more of that speed at the the middle and beginning part and uh, like i said i feel like when the track gets super gnarly and rough i'm i'm able to adapt um but i think overall today i just kind of lacked a little bit of speed throughout the whole whole day now, is that something that you guys are going to go back to, the, you know, the camp and get to work on and you'll practice on all this week before we head to Texas? Or is that something that it's like it's just each one of these tracks we've seen so far this year is so unique and so different that it was a track thing and not necessarily something that you could work on? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, like I said, some days I think you just gel super well with the track. Uh, some days you're, you you just struggle a little bit and... Um, today was kind of an in-between you know I think at this level we're all so good and, and so fast you're gonna have certain days that are better than others and um, I, I felt good enough to, to do well tonight you know that was never a doubt in my mind but um, you kind of just you see you know in practice obviously I struggle in practice but when there's a lot of time to be made it's uh, it is tough sometimes just to just pull that out of the bag so like I said, I think uh, we'll, we'll work on that throughout the week. It's it's kind of what we need to maybe pay attention to and 
see what the next round brings. You never know. Uh, and and speaking of the next round, so like I said, you were closing hard at the end of that race. I truly believe another 30 seconds you would have had the victory tonight because you were closing the gap on Eli like crazy at the end of that race. And we see that from you so, so often where you really come on strong at the end. Now, what is it you think you got to work on so that you could carry that intensity through the entire race? Or is that something that, that can't be done because that's some insanity at, at how hard you're closing and how like wide open it looks like you're running? I think it's a little bit um, maybe just being too conservative. Um, okay. You know, these guys are, are going for it. And obviously, there's some mistakes have happened and can happen. So I think just a little bit like I want to stay in. I was in a good position. You know, I was right where I needed to be to have a good result. And um, I feel like they were maybe just riding that limit a little harder than I was at the beginning. And that's where just, yeah, I got to kind of maybe uh, get out of my comfort zone a little bit and, and push that limit there at the beginning, knowing that at the end I, I can, can make it happen. Um, but, yeah, I think this track, too, was – you know a lot more open we were back in the, the baseball style so um the tops of the berms were some of the corners were really nice and that's just me needing to open my eyes and go hey that line's better or whatever it may be so um, but overall i'm still in a, i feel like in a really good spot and um like i said you're gonna have certain nights where you're on and um i feel like tonight was a, a good overall result for for those guys kind of pulling away from me at the beginning. Yeah, and, and they did. And and what do you think it is that, that created that? Because if, if that hadn't happened in the middle of the race, you had that thing in the bag coming to the end. You were really, really strong finishing tonight. And then Eli made that little bit of a of a, of a, a mistake, and you were able to really get on him at the very end. And, and I have a feeling if, if that mid-race gap hadn't happened, you, you would have won tonight. So, uh, like, what was it Eli was doing during the middle? Was it something he was doing, or was it just, like you said, you were being a little too conservative there in the middle? I think, like I said, just, just kind of a couple laps where you're a few tenths off just add up, you know, over time. Yeah. Um, five of those laps at maybe half a second off there's there's your four to five seconds i got it now uh, let's talk about one of the lines you were doing you seem to be the only guy that was doing the triple over the tabletop there coming up to the finish line and in that final lap man it looked like dude he's gonna catch you like right there because you were making up line like what is it that had you taken that line right there that no one else seemed to be doing all night oh uh, well actually during practice um you know, we have, uh, we're able to film other guys, and okay. Eli did a line after the loop where he went inside, roll, and then over that table, and okay. in my mind, uh, that was actually pretty fast, but in my mind, I was like, man, I think you'd be able to go over that, and um, <laughs> <So he> did. <laughs> honestly, it was one of those things that I, I felt like I could have done sooner, yeah. but wanted to save it maybe for the main, and I felt like getting out of the ruts and stuff was going to be a, a big advantage there, and it was. Um, yeah. It, it yeah. kind of kept me in it a little bit because I was struggling in some other places yeah. Um, but yeah I just kind of I don't know you, you kind of know when you can do something or not and I felt like that one was pretty good and um, not too like unsafe or anything yeah it was pretty good Coop I'll give you that it was pretty good because I, I, I saw at that point in that final lap you really went Eli made the mistake you started closing and just coming at him freaking gangbusters and then at that point when you jumped over that, that table you really really closed it where that point i'm like man he's gonna get him i thought you were we were gonna come down to another photo finish 
uh, kind of like we had in the 250s last week. So it was cool to see. Uh, Cooper, congratulations on the hard work paying off for you this year, being at number two in the points now, seven back on Eli, definitely in the championship hunt. Can't wait to see you get that laser focus and take it into Texas next week and see what you can do about running Eli down uh, for the entire race and then maybe passing him. That would be sweet to see. Uh, once again, congratulations to you and the entire Red Bull KTM team. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, 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 the big 49 moto minute brought to you by LBZ. Saturday night, Jet Lawrence continued his absolute dominance of the 250 West Division in Oakland. And afterwards, all he could talk about was the 450s. Everywhere you look, not only in the press conference, but in interviews everywhere and on vlogs and podcasts and everything else, he's saying, yeah, man, I'm getting ready for the 450s. I'm getting off this 250 today. And he's not saying he's training for the outdoor where he will be racing 450s this year. He is talking about training Supercross right now on the 450, which is interesting. So they are getting this guy ready. He is moving on up to the 450s next year, and he's going to be a big dog on that Honda team, which might be another reason we keep hearing the rumors that Chase Sexton is going to bounce to KTM because he should be the big dog. Chase is amazing and a dominant rider, and they're bringing up another big dog immediately, and I don't, maybe Chase doesn't like it. Who knows? But that's been the rumor. We'll see what happens for sure when they iron all this out about October and all the contracts are announced. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is a Stretch show right now. I got a what the Florida fistful of Florida for your ass. We tell you about all the bad things that happen in Florida. We tell you about the crazy people running around on meth. We tell you about people lighting things on fire, people drunk out of their minds, people high on meth doing crazy stuff. Tell you about the wild giant snakes that are there, the alligators that are there, the crazy people that are there. Well, here's one for you. It's a new one for the What the Florida Files. Man in Pinellas County, Florida. He had a heart attack, went into cardiac arrest. So what do you do? He's at his home, 65-year-old man. They pick up the phone, they call 911. They're like, hello, I need paramedics immediately. I think my husband's having a heart attack. That's how the call goes. Fire department rolls in. Fire department rolls in. They walk around, they're like, hey, where's the hot bitches we can flirt with? Oh, don't worry about the dead guy, we'll save him. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, hey, 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 what's up? Oh, look at that neighbor's hot over there. Oh, look at that girl. I don't know about her, but I'd bang her daughter. <laughs> All right, let's go in and get this guy. <laughs> That's my fireman talk. So they walk in. And they're like, get down. They open their little kit. And they check the guy, and they're like, oh, this dude's dead. We can't help him. Let's go back outside and bang that neighbor. All right, cool. Let's, let's bounce, bro. And they're out of there. And that's what happened. These are Clearwater, Florida paramedics. And when you call 911 and you get the paramedics, you typically get the uh, police on the way too. And now that the guy's dead, paramedics are done. They're like, it's over. Let's go crack a cold one back at the station. Play grab ass with our buddies. Yeah, because we're firemen. That's what we do. You know, I'm a little biased to the uh, law enforcement end of first responders. <laughs> Even though I'll tell you this, I want a fireman if something happens. But I've seen firemen do some shady stuff in my days of uh, security work. And so here we are. We got the dead guy on the ground. They've now called the coroner. The 5-0 is there. And they're on the scene. And the 5-0 has got to stay with the body until the coroner comes and takes possession of it. 
So the firemen roll out. Yeah. Just go bang that hot neighbor, dude. She had, she was checking me out. She was checking on my biceps. I got my pump on at the firehouse this morning. Could you tell? Yeah, dude, you're swole. I know. <laughs> so they're out. Suddenly, one of those numb nuts police officers. Those guys that don't get the credit that the firemen do. The guys that don't get the love of the firemen. Everyone loves the firemen. Firemen's like the UPS guy. Because they come in, they're kicking down the door to save the day. If a popo kicks down your door, there's a chance they're dragging your ass to jail. So a lot of people don't like the popo. Well, the firemen, they bounce back to the firehouse to get their grab-ass party on. And guess what happened? I'll tell you what happened. One of those five O's was like, hey, man. That dead dude's breathing. And they're like, shut up. And they check, sure enough, dead dude wasn't dead. So they pick up the phone and they're like, hey, uh, uh, we need uh, paramedics here on this scene immediately. Uh, but whatever you do, don't, don't send those Clearwater guys again. Because those dudes uh, just left the scene and this guy is not dead. So they send Largo Fire and Rescue. They roll up now 28 minutes, almost a half hour since the initial arrival of the first paramedics. And guess what? The guy wasn't dead. In fact, he's still not dead. They've got him in the hospital recovering. 65-year-old man did not die. He was not dead. Guess what happened? Those guys from Clearwater are on suspension, both of them, those paramedics. Yeah. Seems like flirting with the neighbors and trying to pick up on the hot chicks and be like, dude, I'm a fireman. Look how tight my shirt is. Got my suspenders on. I'm my rubber pants and boots. Yeah, but I look good. I'm swole. Yeah. That's what happens. But no. No, no, no. Suspension for you. Suspension for you. Firemen not on duty anymore. Those two. They weren't really firemen. They are paramedics. I tell you, if your house is on fire, ain't nobody you want better than a fireman coming to your house to put the fire out. That's what you want. Maybe not the guys from uh, Clearwater Fire and Rescue, though. I'm just saying. It's a black eye in the whole department. I I work at a department right now. One of my jobs. There's a lot of us. The other job, I'm the boss, and things are tight. But the one where I work for a large department, if somebody does something wrong or makes a big goof, guess what? The whole department looks bad, and you hear about it in meetings. You get sat down. It's just like in the movies. You sit down, and you're just like, I don't want to hear none of you numbnuts is doing anything. We all look like idiots because of this clown. All of you should know better than that. And by the way, 99% of you know better than that. It's the one numbnuts that does something stupid. Kind of like these two numbnutses. They go in and say, uh, uh, old guy's dead, who's not dead. And then another paramedic crew rolls in and gets to save the day. They're the heroes. Now they're banging the neighbors. That's right. That's what they did. Those guys came in and saved the day. They're MFing heroes. They're like, yeah, that dead guy right there, we just brought him back to life. That's what we do. And the neighbor's like, oh my God, they're so hot, the firemen. What's that in my panties? Oh, it's Clinty litter. That's what they're saying. That's what the neighbors are saying to those firemen. That's the guys from Largo that came in and saved the day. Saved the dude. Brought him home. So, shout out to Largo. They're on point. Those two dudes from Clearwater, yeah, they're on suspension. Uh, The city had to come forward and make a statement. They said, our first responders proudly serve our community each and every day. And they're expected to help people when they need it the most. (laughs) When this does not occur at the level at which we expect... It is incumbent upon us to determine exactly what happened, why it happened, and then ensure it never happens again. Meaning, unless the Firemen's Union saves those dumbnutses, those two dudes are probably going to get whacked. It's a bad call when you pronounce a guy dead that's not dead. 
and then another fire department comes in and saves the day and begs the neighbors. Oh, man. That blows. I like the firemen, though. Most of them are pretty cool. They got, it's weird. Police got a crap job, but so do firemen in many ways, too, because a lot of times firemen, dude, who do you think every time a homeless guy falls down thinking he's going to get to go to the hospital and get free drugs? They got to call 911 first, and paramedics and fire have to roll, and they got to deal with that nonsense on the regular, and I, I tip my hat to them for that. I, seriously, in all seriousness, I absolutely do. And besides, who hasn't diagnosed a guy dead before that wasn't dead? We've all done that. Timer four. All right. Don't forget, still on the show today. If you missed it, Cooper Webb was earlier. It's my BFF. He's going to come back later in the show because we're tight like that. Cooper Webb's going to come back to the very end of the show. But I got Eli Tomac, red plate holder, and a guy that doesn't give the red plate up, typically. Almost gave it up on Saturday night to Coop, though. I promise you that. Almost gave it up. Was close. Coop was closing on you. Uh, we're going to talk to Eli in the middle of the show. So all that coming up still. It is Moto Rock Extreme. It is the big 4-9. Coming up next, let's get back into balloons again. More balloons. I'm sick of talking about balloons. And I got a pretty good idea. This balloon is an actual real spy balloon, just like the first one, not the other three. There were nerd balloons that were being flown by balloon enthusiasts. Freaking nerds. I still got to round up a posse and go beat the balloon nerds. I'm so busy, though. All right, we'll talk about this next. I'm stretched. It's the 4-9. Big49radio.com Mining for gold in the hearts of rich widows everywhere Don't judge us, we gotta keep the lights on Besides, Moto Man loves to break off a bite of the sweetest of all delicacies The Grey Clam Yeah, yeah, yeah A big, big bite Big, big taste and a big, big bite Big49, it is a stretch show uh, yesterday was President's Day, a holiday not really celebrated by anyone other than banks, which is annoying as hell, and federal employees like the postal workers. So you got no mail yesterday and you couldn't go to the bank yesterday. Other than that, you didn't know it was President's Day because even kids go to school now on President's Day. We got so many other holidays. I'm not kidding. There's holidays at uh, one of my jobs that I didn't even know existed. I'm like, really? We get that off? That's cool. We don't get it off because I'm security. Because we roll around, we're always on duty. We always save the, the guy that looks like he's dead. We always do. My job. We're awesome. We're amazing. Our department's amazing. We look down, we're like, yeah, that guy right there. We're going to save that dead guy. We're gonna, then we're going to go bang the neighbors. Yeah, this is going to happen. But not always. Not always the situation in Florida. Ah, <sighs> boy. Let me get into this. Hey, uh, by the way, before I even go a minute further, I have been derelict in my duties. One of the things I love to do on this radio station is do good. In all seriousness, I want to help people, and I want to bring joy to people's lives. And and, and I am always uh, feel bad if, I, if I'll if i get an email or something that's like, Stretch, you're an a-hole. You made a joke about this or this, and I, I suffer from this. And I, I feel bad about that. I make my jokes for the masses. And there are people sometimes that are the butt of those jokes and they feel bad. And I, and I seriously, in all seriousness, do not want to do that. I want, I want to make people laugh and chuckle and maybe laugh at me. Not always with me, but at me. I don't care. And that's the, that's the hope of this show. And I want to do good and I want to do good with this radio station. And one of the things uh, I love to do is to tell people to check out St. Jude's. I know that the Supercross is big and they've got the shirts this year and they sell them to raise money. All of it goes to St. Jude's uh, Children's Hospital 
And I know we have a link to St. Jude's because we have been big supporters of St. Jude's from the get-go before we ever got even hooked up with Supercross because it's a it's an awesome place. And uh, please go there and check it out. If you can give them something, give them something. You'll feel better about yourself. I'll tell you that. You'll walk away being, all right, I, I didn't really have that much money, but I gave five bucks, ten bucks. Well, it doesn't matter. No, no donation is small enough, and you can always help out. So please do that. All right, now let's get back to being a hole. Let's talk about the balloon. By the way, President's Day, uh, our president was in the Ukraine. He flew to the Ukraine. And then at the end, he thought he was the president of Ukraine. And they're like, no, 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 no. You're just over here to give this guy a whole billions and billions of dollars more of our money. Well, we don't have any in America, but you're giving it all to a foreign country. You just keep doing that. And, and awesome. And soon, all the weapons you give them will be owned by the, well, Russians, because they're going to take over. Because you're not really helping them. You're just giving them weapons. And anyway, it's what it is. I want them to win. I want Ukraine to get their independence and fight off the Russians. And they got enough of our equipment to do it, but I don't know if they got enough people to survive uh, the Russian army in the meantime. It's not good. And uh, President was walking around. They had air raid sirens. I'm pretty sure he said, hey, uh, when I walk around, can you turn those cool sirens on? Yeah, those are fun. Reminds me of when my first term in Congress during World War II. You old bastard. Yeah. So anyway... Uh, he was over there yesterday, President Poopy Pants, and he was running around pretending he was president of Ukraine, and then they told him, no, 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 you got to go back to the United States. You're not president of the Ukraine. And I, oh, I thought I was. Yeah, well, you're not. All right, let's go to my next fun story. Speaking of President Poopy Pants, yesterday, <sighs> reports of a very large balloon at 40 to 50,000 feet just 600 miles off of the Hawaiian Islands, floating around. And you know what's on the Hawaiian Islands? A F-load of U.S. military. That's what's there. Now, that's how you know this one's a Chinese spy balloon. Where was the last one? It was flying over our freaking nuke silos and our top-secret military bases and all that good stuff all throughout the northern part of the United States. And that's where the last one was. That was a Chinese spy balloon. Uh, this one flying over military bases in Hawaii. As, as you bet your ass, a Chinese spy balloon. So the Chinese are continuing to go back to World War II era surveillance with balloons. And we're continuing to have to worry about it. Uh, by the way, this one flies right up there where, you know, you might get some commercial aircraft, some military aircraft up there putting around. They say the government was made aware of it. The FAA put out the alerts. And at last uh, known report, there was a uh, Poseidon 8, I believe is what they call those aircraft. Yeah, P-8 Poseidon. And that is a Navy radar plane, basically. And it was flying around in the area looking for this thing. And then trust me, they're going to track it. Then the second it gets close to the Pacific they're going to shoot it down. The Pacific borders of the United States international waters. That's when they will... Comes out of international waters into U.S. waters. It's going to get blasted. Probably if it gets that close to Hawaii, too, it's also going to get blasted. So we will see. I'm sure right now there's a guy playing video games with it. Flying to the... Remember, they got propellers on these and they can steer these things. And it happened to steer them over all the U.S. military installations. So they're doing that again. And this is not a repeat. This is brand new. 
brand new giant white balloon. They have not said what it is yet, but you know what it is and so do I. This is not nerds from Indiana flying a nerd balloon over Hawaii because the nerd balloon wouldn't be able to get to 40 to 60,000 feet. The Chinese balloon apparently can and uh, they're going to go follow this thing around and then shoot it down when they need to. Shout out to China for continuing to be just little dicks. And I mean that both literally and 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 figuratively. You're little dicks and you have little dicks. Chinese. Commander Xi. Got a two-inch penis. That's why he's such a nasty little turd. His little two-inch Chinese penis. Yeah. Got a big balloon, though. That's what they say. The bigger the balloon, the smaller the penis. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. All right, coming up next, enough of this. You guys want to go to what should be Florida? I got two stories coming up here next I'm going to do. I'm going to do one out of Indiana, and I'm going to do one out of Australia's in the next couple segments. And both of them should be Florida, but they're not. Which means get ready for drugs and craziness. We'll do that next on the Big 4-9. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Saw a really cool post yesterday from Kenny Roxon on Instagram. And that dude has pretty much the ultimate man cave. It's his garage. Now, his garage, of course, is filled with badass dirt bikes, mountain bikes, road bikes from his years of training and riding motocross. But he's also got a huge flat screen TV in there and two nice Barca lounger chairs where him and his son literally just seem to sit there and watch TV and do dude stuff. It's pretty cool setup you got, Kenny. I dig it. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is a Stretch show here on a Tuesday. Coming up. Mere moments. We will talk to Eli Tomac. It's actually a replay from yesterday. If you're on the podcast, it's not even there. You're going to be like, Stretch says Eli Tomac was next and he wasn't next. That's false advertising. It's because I don't want to run replays on the podcast because it is a about an hour-long show, even with the replays cut out of it. And you got two replays today. Should still be about an hour-long show with two sections cut out of it completely. About 20 minutes of amazing programming cut out of it. But you've already heard them. If you're down with the podcast, you're down with the Stretch Show. Also, Stretch now on the vlog. It's a good week for Stretch. I'm everywhere. I'm too much everywhere. I need to be less anywhere. But, hey, got to do what you got to do trying to push this brand, trying to push the 49 out there. All right, now let's go to Evansville, Indiana. Oh, police say a man has been arrested after resisting law enforcement. And here's what happened. You're like, was he getting arrested? No, he wasn't getting arrested. He was getting medical aid from those damn firemen I was just talking about earlier. Only these ones are in uh, Indiana, and they're, they're good firemen. They won't pronounce you dead and walk away. They'll try to save you. So there's a medical emergency in progress, and they're like, yeah, we need to 5-0 there, too. The caller informed the 911 operator that a man named Caleb Burfinger was overdosing. And he was on uh, meth or heroin. We're not sure which one. Which, by the way, two very different drugs. If he was uh, overdosing on heroin, you just give him a little shot of Narcan up the nose and voila, you saved him. That's what I do. I kneel down. I shoot you with my Narcan. Bam! And then next thing you know, you're... Bam! I saved him! I saved him! I'm a fireman. Where are the hot neighbors thinking, God, that dude's hot? No, it doesn't happen in Stretch World. No, it does not. 
but I'll still save your ass with some Narcan. However, you're on meth. Uh, Narcan's not going to work. Because methamphetamine is a stimulant and your heart's probably going to explode. And they don't have anything they can just zap you with and pull you right out of a meth overdose. Like the opioid overdoses can be reversed with the Narcan. So they say, hey, uh, he's had a seizure and he is unconscious and he is overdosing and, and, and we need help immediately. So officers arrive on the scene. They find Mr. Burfinger laying face up on the back deck of a residence. He is still breathing. He did have a pulse, but he was unconscious. He was not alert when they checked his vitals. He was not responding, which is a sign you're going down. Fire department arrived shortly after. They began trying to assess Mr. Uh, Burfinger's vitals. When all of a sudden he effing snapped out of it and started beating the crap out of everyone. <laughs> oh, boy. So, everyone had been checking this guy. He was near death, just laying there. And as the fire department shows up and the police are standing there, the dude just snaps out of it and starts whooping ass. The police are then like, hey, sit down, sit down. These guys are trying to help you. And he wouldn't sit down. He kept standing up and trying to get away, trying to run away. Because that's another thing, too. When you wake up and you've been doing drugs and you see uh, the popo or someone you think is the popo, uh, your first instinct is to run. Or, oh, crap, I'm about to go to jail. I'm getting out of here. Even though you don't know you were just on your back near death moments before this. He uh, became even more combative. Uh, and he bit one of the officers. They didn't punch him, didn't kick him. He grabbed an officer and bit him like a dirty dog. At that point, you know what happens? I don't care if you were just dead a few minutes ago, uh, according to the Clearwater Fire Department or not. No, we're going to whoop your ass, and that's what happened. They whooped his ass, and they threw him down, and they cuffed him, and they restrained him. And guess what happened when they started patting him down? Because now now he's under arrest because he, he assaulted a police officer who was there to help him, by the way. Yeah, they found a syringe and some crystal substance, which later tested positive for methamphetamine. So the Narcan would have done nothing for this dude. And, and I have a feeling we already knew that because Narcan has no, there's no side effect of Narcan being bad. Like if you gave someone Narcan that didn't need it, nothing would happen. It, it wouldn't save them. It just wouldn't do anything. So I have a feeling if the police arrive because they carry Narcan, because I carry Narcan on my jobs, everywhere I go, I have Narcan with me. And... I would have to think that the police probably administered Narcan when they got there and it didn't do anything. So you can bet your ass he was high on crystal meth, which makes you paranoid and crazy. And uh, knowing my days of rehabs, uh, people don't come back from meth addictions. You stay permanently mentally altered if you were a really good doozer into the meth and tweaking. Paranoid as hell. And some people never come back. They stay seriously different for the rest of their lives mostly paranoid and crazy I have walked around rehab facilities with what seemed like completely normal people saying oh my god do you see the guys watching us in the bushes they're watching me I'm like yeah there's nobody in the bushes I'm I'm uh, no you know there's no one there you say are you see that guy I had a lady tell me one time after I'd driven with her in a car for two and a half hours to bring her into rehab and she told me the highway signs were sending me messages and then they would explode. It was my ex-husband. And I was like, so, uh, so what? 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 I was driving the car. I, I never saw an exploding highway sign once. 
And she freaked out on me. Oh, yes, you did. He's paying you. You're on the take. Ah, uh, we're out of here. I'm like, whoa, I promise you I never saw an exploding highway sign sending you a threatening message. I, 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 I would have noticed that. I'm an alert type driver. But hey, what you gonna do? So what happens? Uh, Mr. Burfinger, after he was restrained and frisked and they found the syringe on him and the meth, yeah, he went to jail. Also got to jail and got charged with battery against a police officer and against, um, it's also battery when you attack the fireman. And he got that one too. Got possession of methamphetamine, resisting law enforcement, possession of a hypodermic syringe. And you get what I mean where that story should have came out of Florida? I think Indiana's got a little Florida in it. It's got a little, like, you know, you're like, yeah, I got a little hunting that dog right there. Well, I think Indiana got a little Florida in it. I think at some point there was some crossbreeding. They may be distant cousins, Indiana and Florida. Pennsylvania's got a little Florida in it, too. Every state's got a little, but I think if we did the genealogy, there would be a, a, a lot more Florida in Indiana than we care to give them credit for. All right, up next, as promised, Mr. Eli Tomac, star racing Yamaha, red plate holder of the 450 division, the man, if you will. Going to talk to him, and then we're going to go after that down under to Australia and have a Florida-type story from there. Oh, there's lots on the docket. It's a stretch show. Big 4-9. The Big 49, the number six rated internet radio station in the entire world. The Big 49, number six worldwide ratings according to only Stretch and the Streams Hi-Fi Radio app. Big 49, it is a stretch show. Right now we're going to go down under, if you will, to Australia's. And I got a very Florida-like story coming out of Australia today. Those are fun. Florida is everywhere. Is it wrong that every time you think of a really effed up situation, it's like, oh, a Florida story? No, it is not wrong. You know why? Florida, you've earned that reputation, so you've got to live with it. Kind of like if you were a douchebag at one point in your life, people are like, that guy's a douche. It's hard to shake that. Sass Moto Man. Oh, yeah, you can never get out from under that. I can vouch, though, for my friend Moto Man right now in this story. Because a lot of times I hear stories like this one I'm about to tell you. And I'll think, oh, man, where was Moto? This happened on Saturday. Moto Man was with me all day. I saw him with my own two eyes. He was right in front of me. Wasn't like a hologram. Wasn't piping in from somewhere else. Moto Man was with me. This happened on the Queensland Highway, the Sunshine Coast area of Australia's. There was a, a big crash, a big car crash and a bunch of vehicles involved. And one of the dudes that, well, he caused the accident. He uh, jumped out of his car and he was butt-ass naked. And he ran across the highway as other vehicles, you know, you, you, you see a wreck, the wreck hits, and then the rest of the traffic starts passing by. You start past, some people will stop and try to help and call 911, but a lot of people are just like, oh man, that sucks. And they're just trying to, you know, get to the side and get by before the emergency crews show up and stop the highway and then they're stuck. So you start trying to get by as best you can. Well, that's what's happening here. And there's a guy that was right on the scene. He was pulling a horse trailer. And suddenly he passes by and he's rolling down the highway. Well, people are driving up next to him and honking and they're filming with their camera phones. That's because naked guy 
who caused that big old accident there on the Queensland Highway, uh, ran and jumped onto the side of the horse trailer. Dong a flopping. Imagine that. Imagine you're going like 75 miles an hour and you're hanging on the outside of a horse trailer going down the highway and your dog's a flopping. Your dog and your balls. And I think at one point it hurt because there's, in part of the picture, he cups his uh, 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 cock and balls with one hand and he's holding onto the side of the trailer with like his left hand. He's got his right hand cupping his, uh, his dong and his nuts because I think the wind speed was just beating them to death and they were probably getting sore. Guy's got a mohawk too and a lot of tattoos, which by the way, makes Stretch judge you. If I see you and you're a guy with a mohawk and tattoos, I'm not judging you. But if I see you and you're a guy with a mohawk and tattoos and you're naked on the side of a trailer, I'm like, yeah, that guy right there. He's up to no good, that's a bad guy. I will judge you, I'm a judger, it's what I do. I admit it though, I'm I'm a hypocrite too, often, but not in this situation. Because uh, I told you already, I judge you. Ah, drinking my drink. Shout out to our friends at Straub Distributing for hooking us up with our, our beverages. Here's a, a sidebar from Naked Man rolling down the highway in Australia. Over the weekend, I went to the studio. You saw me there. You can see me on the, the, the vlog, which is on TheBig49.com. I'm in the studio with Moto Man doing the moto show, doing the coverage of the races at, uh, out of Oakland. And I was like, hey, Moto, I need to go back to the where. Give me the keys to the warehouse. I got to go back and uh, check something. And Moto's like, why? And I'm like, what do you mean, why? I I, I, I need to get uh, what you call it out. Oh, I'll get it for you. Now, by the way, Moto Man and me telling Moto Man, hey, Moto Man, go get this and bring it to me. It may as well be two middle fingers and a dick in my face because that's what I'm going to get when I say that. I'm going to be like, hey, Moto, go get this for me and bring it to me. I'm going to get two middle fingers and, and his little dong out going, suck it. That's what's going to happen. I'm not getting it. So he's like, oh, no, no, I'll go do that for you. So I'm like, that's weird. And, and, and I didn't think much of it at the time. I was like, that's weird. That's strange. So a little while later, Moto goes, gets stuff for me, brings it out. And then I said something else. I'm like, uh, there was another thing. I was like, oh, I need to see da-da-da. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Don't worry. Yeah, I'll take care of that. Weird. That's weird. All right, so now it's the end of the night. We're done. And we're getting to leave. And lo and behold, the warehouse door is open. So I look in there. There is... Uh, there is enough beverages from Straub Distributing to start a small convenience store on the side of the road. And that's why Moto Man didn't want me in there because he knows I would have came in and been like, you've got all this ghost, ghost energy drink in here. You've got all this Black Rifle coffee in here and beer and stuff and amazing IPAs and all kinds of crazy stuff. Some Michelob Ultras. You, It's insane. And Moto's uh, bogarting it all. That's what's happening. He's not kicking down for the stretch. The stretch got nothing. I got a whole lot of nothing. I mean, when I was there in the refrigerator that's in the studio is stocked, and I was pounding ghosts the whole time I was there, I still have a couple from when we were at A2, and I swiped cases of each and put them in my car, unbeknownst to that douchebag known as Moto Man. 
So, I got some, but that's what he's doing. He's locking me out of the warehouse. And, and how is it? I don't have a key to the warehouse. I don't know. I don't know how this happens. I don't. Things are ran wrong at the Big 49, and things need to be changed. That's what I know. I know this. Moto Man is, is a thieving bastard. I'm pretty sure he's he's uh, he, he's selling beverages on the side. That's his side hustle. I think Moto Man, you know, you see the ice cream man walking down the street with the cooler and, like, the bell, and he's ringing, and he's like, uh, chicle, chicle. Well, that's gum, but, but you know what I'm talking about. That dude. That's Moto Man. Moto Man's walking around with a straw cowboy hat on and a bell pushing a big, like, cooler with wheels. And he's like, beverages, beverages, and he's selling them. I think that's what's happening. That's Moto Man's side hustle. Because he is not cutting stretch into the action. I think Jason gets some. I think Kyle gets some. I think our friends get some. I, I know when we do events, we blow out beverages everywhere. And that is cool because people like the beverages, especially the good stuff they got over at Strop. So, shout out to them. Thank you for that. I appreciate you guys, but Moto Man is a thieving bastard. That's all I can say. And uh, just for the record, the guy in the, uh, the, the Aussie with the mohawk and the wang flopping in the wind on the side of the horse trailer... Uh, police chased that horse trailer down a short while later and um, stopped it and they took the man into custody and so far he has not been charged even though he caused an accident fled the accident jumped on the side of a horse trailer according to eyewitnesses and drove down the highway with his dong flopping little kids going mommy mommy look at the man's dong flopping in the wind yeah no charges filed yet Australia's a different kind of place I'll tell you that that would have been an ass beating in America Oh, man, he's got his dong out. Hit him with your sticks. Don't touch him. It's gross. Fun times. All right, I got another story up in me or 12. Which one do I want to do? Oh, man, I don't know. I know what I'm going to talk about. I got the... Nah, I don't want to do Pennsylvania. Let's talk about this. Would you buy something online that's cursed? Because I have a cursed thing. Literally, I'm looking at it right now. But I'm weird and into paranormal. We'll talk about this coming up in a minute. It's the Big 4-9. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Right, when you spend as much time on social media as I do, you see tons of moto videos and posts every single day, and you start to see a pattern, and that's this. Every time somebody wants to post a video showing the absolute perfect technique as far as where your heels and boots are on the pegs, where the hips are in position, the proper back head alignment, everything that needs to be done as far as perfect technique, I can guarantee you they are using an Eli Tomac video to demonstrate their point at least 99% of the time. That is what it is. And there's a reason that dude is so good. It's because he is absolutely flawless on the little things. It is everything little that makes Eli so great at the big stuff, and that's winning races. In fact, if you heard the Cooper Webb interview today on the Stretch Show, he even talked about that they filmed Eli during practice. I guess they're allowed to do that, and they kind of knew what Eli was going to do going into that race in Oakland on Saturday night. So everybody is watching Eli Tomac. Trust me on that, and if you want to improve your technique, you probably should too. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a stress show. Right now, I'm going to do one of my favorite things, talk paranormal, and then we're going to go into a dilemma. Uh, I scroll around, I get online, I look for things to talk about. 
First and foremost, I go to find motocross stories to talk about because not only do I got to talk about moto on the show all day because we are the world's only motocross radio station on the planet. 24-7, 365. Uh, But I also have moto minutes to record and a lot of stuff. So I got to get a lot of moto content every single day. So I'm scrolling around. Then after that, I start finding the stupid things that I like to talk about. And I found this story and I'm like, this is interesting. It's on eBay. Current bid on it right now is $70. They say it is a Flowbee. You know the Flowbee? The, it's basically like a vacuum cleaner that cuts your hair. It sucks your hair up and cuts it. It's used and it's cursed. Now, they don't break into why. Just it's a cursed Flowbee and it's $70. And the bidding is up to 70 bucks. And people are bidding on it. People want to buy it. And, and anything haunted or cursed, people want to buy it. And it brought me to something I honestly forgot I had. There's a box. I'm looking at it right now. It's a brown old box. It is sealed. And then it is sealed with uh, melted wax all over the top of it. And apparently inside of that box, besides some of the uh, voodoo-y stuff that was used to capture what is allegedly a, a bad spirit. And this bad spirit was captured. And I watch how what I always say. There, I have legalities in some of my paranormal world. Um, so I brought a person somewhere where they shouldn't have been. Because I, I knew for factual through experience that it was incredibly haunted. And this person said, I'm gonna I could remove the bad spirit from there. Now I spent a lot of time at this place at this point in my life. Like I was there every day. And I was like, cool, I don't mind good spirits. I'd already lived with a with a good ghost. It didn't bother me. But that bad stuff I want gone. So they captured a bad spirit into this. It's almost like a a jar or a can or some weird thing. And they they use the stuff a, a, a bruja, like a, like a witch, is what, what we're talking about. For all practical purposes. And then they catch the bad spirit, they put it in a jar, and then they put this, there's like a feather in there, I think, that they use to smudge the smoke or whatever they did to get it. And then they put it in this jar can thing, and then they put that inside of this box that I'm looking at, and they put a bunch of weird symbols on the outside of it that that are meant to bind it to this container. And then they closed the box and then they melted wax over the top of it. It can't get out. The only way it gets out is if I pop the switch and let it out. And I'm not doing that. It's been in my house for years now. In fact, I forgot I had it. And then, and nothing's ever happened. It's not like it moves or it knocks or it does anything. But apparently, uh, there's a bad spirit in this box sitting on my desk. So, in a... Honor, and by the way, I would I I wouldn't sell it. I would not sell a bad spirit. I'd sell a good spirit. <laughs> but I don't want anyone to get bad juju in the world. And remember, there was a whole issue at the radio station. There was a huge issue at the radio station when I was doing what was called the Woggies. And it was a a a bad luck chant I would do. And I would do it at writers that Moto Man and Jason were cheering for, and then they would crash, and then my guy would win. And that happened time and time again. And it was funny to me. And Moto Man and Jason got a little freaked out by it, because when it, when I did it, it worked. It worked every time I did it. Well, then we had some massive 
uh, bad events happen at the at the radio station, and not like 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 there was a ghost running around or anything, but like a bunch of pipes broke. We had a massive electrical issue. The radio station at one point, <coughs> look, I'm choking. It's uh, the universe trying to get me not tell you the story. Uh, at one point during the early days of the radio station, we got knocked off the air for like two weeks. We were gone. Like crazy stuff happened in early days of this radio station. And this was all during the time of the Wagyu. So we cleansed the place. We had it cleared out. And uh, the rule was I could no longer do uh, any sort of the Wagyu situation on the air, even over the air because it comes to the radio station and, and no one wanted a chance. This is real. I'm not I'm not BSing you at this point. This is real. This is real conversations that happened at the 49 in the early days of the 49. So, uh, Stretch, the most accurate psychic on the radio, has this ghost. And I am thinking of bringing the ghost box to the radio station. And either we just set it in the studio and see if anyone wants to open it. Because if you open it, I, I, my guess is I won't be in the room when it's open because I'm not going to open it. And if I open it, uh, it goes with you. Whoever opens it is the guy that's got to deal with the bad thing inside. Now, I love naysayers. You want to be a naysayer and say there's no such thing. I'll bring you the box. You can open it. Do it at your house, though. But I'm thinking of putting that box in the studio. Moto Man won't like it, but I promise you if I put it in there, Moto Man's not going to touch it. So, no one's going to touch it. I'm bringing it. Next time I come to the studio, I'm bringing the ghost in the box. Yeah, I'll take a picture of Ghost in a Box, and I'll put it on the Instagram today. If you have not seen uh, Ghost in a Box, I'll show you the box. It's, it's, uh, I'm assuming it's a cigar box is what it looks like. And it's got all that stuff on it. The weird voodoo-y symbols like, taped to the outside of it that are up there on, on like embossed onto wood. And then there's wax melting over it in some type of ritualistic sealing of that box so that whatever's inside that box can't get out. And then I know because I saw them pack that box, inside that box there is like a, a metallic, uh, sparkly metallic, the light thing. It's like good, keeps it, it keeps the bad, it, it, the whole thing. But it's uh, in there almost like a, I guess I would be like almost like a mini mason jar that's covered in... Uh, metallic paint best way to describe it but we'll never get to that point because uh, someone's got to have the nuts to open the effing box some of the I noticed some of the wax chipped off as it's bounced around inside like my closet for a long time and now it's sitting here so anyway I'm going to take a picture of that today I'll put it up on the Instagram and then we'll see what happens when I bring it to the studio and if not maybe I just will stick it into the uh, into Kyle's truck Next time, I'll go up there next time Kyle's there and I'll just put it in Kyle's truck and we'll see what happens. Huh, we'll try that. Kyle, there's a ghost coming home with you. Get ready. It's the Big 4 9. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. 
Earlier today on the Moto Minutes, I told you about Jet Lawrence psyching up and moving up to the 450s and everybody talking about that. And then I happened to come across a video that was posted by none other than Danger Boy Deegan, and it was him on a YZ450 on a sand track absolutely shredding it. And remember, the sand has been a problem for a lot of dudes in the 450 class, but it looks like Deegan's already ready for it. Now, sure, this guy's 250 career is exactly two races old so far, but it's good to see he's going to be ready when he gets that call up to the 450s at whatever age he is. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is a stretch show on a Monday getting out of here. I thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you missed anything, you want to hear any of the interviews, you can always go to uh, the Stretch Show podcast, which now is everywhere podcasts are served. You want to see the moto vlog and the nonsense that is uh, a bunch of knuckle nuts talking about motocross, that is a video, and it is up at thebig49.com. You can watch that. It's set up in segments, and we do like 25, 30-minute segments. We yak forever on that show we should get a real program director in this radio station he'll nip that in the ass immediately and be like you gotta get back to the rock and roll the people don't want to hear you guys talking they want to hear that music and my music is what makes us win it's not you idiots talking about motocross god heaven help us i don't know how you survived this long without me program directors suck by the way ours is amazing well maybe the best one i've ever worked with in my life the one we have here at 49 he lets us just ramble and do crazy stuff. It's awesome. So anyway, uh, I'm going to pack it up. Tomorrow, Chase Sexton will be on the show. HRC Honda, Chase Sexton, man, heartbreaker. It's You get these dudes that just finish a heartbreaker like Chase and like Nate Thrasher the week before. And those are short interviews. They're typically not that long. Chase is he's a really good guy, and he's really staying positive on this whole thing. And... As he should, he's sitting in second place in the points right now. Now he's tied with Cooper, but he's still within striking distance, still could win the championship easily this year. He's just got to stay as fast as he is and not make mistakes, and he's there. So Chase is, is something to contend with. So is Cooper, so is Eli. It's going to be a dogfight as we go into the second half of the season here. Oh, boy. I am getting up out of here. Going to pack it up and pack it in. Got no Fs to give. Shout out to, once again, our friends at Straub. Also, remember, hit up uh, St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Please do that. Go to the stretch show section of Big 49. There's a link to it there. And just help them out. That's what I want. I want you to help out animals, too. There's a lot of stuff we want to help. Big 49 does shockingly give an F for a bunch of a-holes on the radio. We give an F about certain things. Uh... To the people of the Ukraine, I say, please keep uh, Joe Biden. You can have him. He'd be like a great, like, hype man for Zelensky. He'd run around and be like, oh, dead, 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 dead. I just put my pants. But hey, anyway, I'm getting up out of here. I will talk to you guys again tomorrow. Until then, God bless you all. And God bless the United States of America.